0: The Joy Unleashed show empowers and inspires women to reclaim their joy. We provide tools, resources, and connections to help you unlock your true potential. Through engaging conversations, expert insights, and transformative stories, we create a vibrant and inclusive community where women can break free from the limitations that hold them back. I'm Joyologist Colleen Greco, and it is my honor to be your host. Let's get right into the show. If you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you don't quite know your purpose, or maybe you know it, but you just can't find the path toward it. If you're uncomfortable in your own skin and want to finally master self-love, then we need to talk. I'm Colleen Greco, and I'm your joyologist. I help women just like you to reclaim the joy they feel is missing in their life, through mindset coaching and nutrition coaching. Whether you have weight to lose or simply need to get your gut in check, I've got you. We'll work together to retire limiting beliefs. Those are the stories that are keeping you from your purpose. I need you to hear me. Those are the stories that we need to get rid of in order to get you on your path to your purpose. We will work together to get you that life you've always dreamed of. It would be my honor to connect with you. Reach out to me via Instagram at the Colleen Greco or email Colleen at ColleenGreco.com. Let's get you back to the show. Welcome back to the Joy Unleashed show. I am your humble host and resident joyologist, Colleen Greco. And today I have with me Avdi Dhruv, and she is the author of Inner Genius, Outer Guru. And I can't wait for you to hear more. So without further ado, let's welcome Avdi to the show. Hello, Abdi. Happy New Year.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year. Happy 2024.
0: I can't believe... I was saying it to somebody the other day. I remember thinking like 2025 and 2030 were like light years away that I would never live that long to experience those dates. And now we're almost there.
1: I can't believe it. yes i felt the same way i've been planning energetically upgrading everything my systems and business and just life and relationship for like in 2023 at the end of 2023 for 2024 and so when it is the new year i'm like oh my god i'm living the reality that i've been creating and manifesting this whole time and it's like so exciting but almost hard to believe it's already here Yeah, I know. You're like, I'm here. This is the present.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to have you today. And obviously, we'll talk a bit about your book, um, Inner Genius Outer Guru. Um, And the day that you sent it to me, which, by the way, thank you. I know I sent you a note on that, but I want to publicly thank you. I think I sat down for a solid hour and a half and just read it. Like that night, no one was home and just dug right into it. And really, um love so much of what you had to say. So tell us a little bit about your background, maybe a quick introduction just to get the the listeners and the viewers um familiar with with who Avdi is.
1: Yes. Well, the book does dive into the whole story. Um thank you for um uh, that acknowledgment. I totally receive it and I love that you um you took the time and and read it. So um, in short, um, I was born in India. I'm originally from India and grew up in India until I was in high school when I moved to the U.S., to Georgia specifically with my parents for our family business. And and then I've, um, I went to college in Georgia at Georgia Tech and then moved to California for my job at the time. I worked in the corporate world until I felt like my calling got the better of me and I needed to be an entrepreneur for create freedom in my life style and pursue my passion and purpose in life full time. And then ever since then, I've been on this entrepreneurial journey, which I talk about in the book. And so here we are um now I'm a partner in the family business, and which is a multi-seven figure uh, international business. And I am a, the founder and owner of my um, coaching and consulting business that's also multi-six figures now. And uh, I help entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, create their dream businesses from scratch. And I help business leaders, um, companies I consult with, take their current businesses to the next level and beyond. So that is what I love to do now. And I'm so grateful that I get to pursue my joy in life and help um, in a way that feels fulfilling to me.
0: I love it. And that's really what this show is all about, is inspiring women to um, and men we have we have male listeners too, but directly appeal to the to the women um, to take that step towards their their fullest potential. So I'm so glad that you touched on that. Um, I think it was Mark Cuban that said, you know small businesses are the heartbeat of America, and so you know i I'm just thrilled to hear that you know that's where you focus um, and obviously stems quite a bit from you know your upbringing.
1: mm-hmm. Yes, so much um, that I grew up with a strong uh, foundation in spirituality in India and in my school in India and just my upbringing with my parents being involved with a lot of spiritual, um, like yoga, meditation and spiritual practices as I was growing up as a very young child. And then also coming from a business family. And my, my grandfather being a serial entrepreneur and starting so many businesses that I just uh, grew up um, around. And then my dad being a business owner all his life and um, our whole family, we are a three, gen, three, three generational global business family empire now. And so just um, that strong business foundation that I got. And then, of course, going to college, my own corporate work experience, um, being married to my husband, who's, who is a doctor, but the family, uh, my husband's side of family, my in-law's side of family, is also very strongly business oriented. So lots of um, all of that comes together in um this unique recipe, if you will, and um, the experience that um, I'm able to bring forth through the book and my programs. And I'm excited to share that this year, I have um, announced already that I've conceived my second book. Oh, and, And my second book, baby, and I'm already in the process of writing my second book, which is going to be released mid-year this year as well. And it's going to also be geared towards business and entrepreneurship and some other unique way that is yet to come to light. So that, and I've launched my YouTube channel where I'm sharing that entire journey with the world. And so um, those are two announcements that I made on January 1st this year, just last week.
0: Oh, congratulations! That's amazing. Um, no small feat. Which I love that you said you conceived the book because I'm sure birthing something of this size is about as painful as my nine pound baby.
1: <laughs> it it does. Um, it, it it is a labor of love for sure. So I'm curious, with an
0: entrepreneurial uh, family, you know, that's that's who your role models were growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, but then you, you've followed a little bit more of a traditional path where you went to college and worked in corporate. Um, did you already, did you always have that entrepreneurial drive or, um, was there an impending event that kind of caused you to say, Hey, wait a second, I actually want my life to go in this direction. And you made a pivot.
1: Well, uh, so my father, he did go to college for engineering, and he's a mechanical engineer by degree before he ever got involved with the family business. So, and my mom is a pharmacist. She went to school for pharmacy in India. She never really pursued the pharmacy career after she got married so much, but my dad being an engineer um, and... It just made sense for me. Um, I've been science and systems oriented, so that's um, what—that's the major I pursued in college, and went to engineering school. And then after engineering, I got um, this leadership technical development program uh, opportunity, and as a work experience in corporate world. And so I and I've been drawn to leadership always. So it's just it uh, that's how I I went to school and then pursued, I guess, the traditional path. I actually had a lot of limiting beliefs um, about entrepreneurship and business, even though I grew up in the business family. um, In Indian traditional culture, the male the males usually you know took on the business at each generation so i grew up and with these un- unconsciously these um, limitations that i'm a girl and so i'm not supposed to take part in the family business because i'm going to be married and then my husband like will have the main breadwinner's role and so yes I will get educated I might have a job but I never really thought I could give myself permission to be in the business and in that role as a business owner of any kind and um I was also afraid of like sales in general like I don't know why but I always like I don't know if I could do that and I knew that that was a part of a business like any kind of business and because I saw my dad doing deals, marketing, all of that. So because of all my limiting beliefs around my gender and how that played and um, and like sales and being afraid of some of those things, I didn't actually think I would end up becoming an entrepreneur. What really um, made, like it really took my soul, like really nudging me and. Um, And it was more about when I understood about my calling, my purpose in life, like I started having questions about that. And I was like, well, what is what is my purpose? And I felt like there was more to it than just being an engineer or a manager in a a corporate role. And that's where I was like, "Okay, I'm going to pursue my passion. And I had no idea at the time that it would turn into this business and I would be able to um, look at all those limitations I had put on myself because of my gender and my other um, capabilities. Um, that, But that required a lot of like inner work and realizing those limitations were holding me back and turning all of that around. Then I've been able to step into this role and of an, a full on entrepreneur and, um, business owner but but like leading by example Mm -hmm. in that sense in the fullest capacity that i am now and then and then being an author and now i'm like so excited to keep taking on new identities like author okay youtube um channel like host like what else can i be and um So keeping uh, exploring that is very exciting now, but it was very scary before. (laughs) Well, the answer,
0: first of all, is anything. What else can you be? Anything. That's like the most exciting part is when you realize like the the only limitations is whatever you set upon yourself. And so I love when you talk about limiting beliefs because I talk about that so much in my mindset coaching practice that, you know, when we explore those limiting beliefs and we pull on that little thread, as my coach calls it, um, and you're able to kind of dissect it and understand where it really comes from, that's when you're able to let it go. Once you've sort of identified it and how empowering that is to say, okay, if I told myself that story, I could just tell myself another story very easily the opposite right and then over time you retrain the ego to believe that new story and you know doors open up and you feel more free and you know it's like that 50 pound weight has been lifted off your chest
1: oh absolutely absolutely you're in a whole new paradigm and the world looks completely different than it did before when you switch that yes We um, so I talk about this a lot, but you actually talk about it
0: a lot in the book, which I want to plug again. But I will get it wrong if I don't read it. Inner genius, outer guru. We can thank my dyslexia for that. Um, You talk a lot about um, abundance versus scarcity mindset, and you know I I talk about it a lot too. But I'd love to hear it from your perspective um, because you know I I do think. That there's a fair amount of the population that, for some reason, doesn't believe that abundance is is sitting right there next to scarcity. It's just it's just like you just have to pick a lane, mm-hmm. which lane mm-hmm. do you want to be in. So go mm-hmm. ahead and, and give us your your thoughts on that.
1: Yes, that's just going deeper into that uh, the limiting beliefs and the empowering beliefs part. Is that scarcity is a belief? It's a it's a it's a set of beliefs that creates a paradigm that we have consciously or unconsciously subscribed to. And if we have un- unconsciously subscribed to it just from childhood um, programming or pe- seeing people around and modeling them, then we don't even know that we have subscribed to this paradigm. Mm-hmm called scarcity and we're operating from that paradigm and the world does look like it's their scarcity there's not enough to go around and we have to worry and we have to stress and like they have to fight over things or whatever like compete and so much there's so much drama that goes on in that paradigm if we keep subscribing to it and stay subscribed to it but that's where my book, like in my book and all of my work, I always bring to light and awareness that that's not the only paradigm that we can subscribe to. There is a whole nother paradigm. It's not like staying in the same paradigm and choosing, trying to figure things out. Like that's still more struggle right here. But just like totally unsubscribing from this paradigm and subscribing to a whole nother paradigm, which is a whole another set of beliefs and thoughts and feelings and perceptions that are rooted in abundance mindset, that there is more than enough to go around. There is a sp- there's a spot for everyone. In fact, everyone and everything has its unique value. That is like the pe- like a piece of the pu- pieces of a, a big puzzle, and a unique everyone's a unique piece in that puzzle, and and there is love like that is at the root of it all. And mm-hmm. joy, like you say, like you are bringing that to the world, so amazing, because joy and love and gratitude and abundance, like that, the, that is the natural state of being in this whole new paradigm of abundance. And so, literally, it's just a matter of subscribing to whichever paradigm. That we want to experience every day in our lives, and choosing to subscribe to joy and abundance or struggle and scarcity and lack. So the I choice.
0: We totally agree.
1: The, the choice is ours. I, mm-hmm. I often,
0: because I'm in Boston, I have a very relatable story that almost anybody I think could easily connect to, which is it's winter. It's cold. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I take my dogs out for a walk. I can sit there and say, wow, it's 19 degrees and I am freezing and I can't wait for them to do whatever they have to do so I can get back inside. Scarcity. Or I can go, I get to take a break from, you know, being behind the desk and doing whatever I'm doing and I get to watch them be playful and frolicky and fun outside and then I get to come back in and I get to do whatever it was I was doing. Abundance. Both are true. It is freezing. 19 degrees is not more. But I don't have to focus on that. So like, we we always talk about energy and energy being currency and how when you connect to that abundance mindset, I don't see the cold. I don't feel the cold. I just see the goodness and the greatness around me. I hear, you know, like, Yesterday, we got about a foot of snow, and I walked outside with the dogs. I know, freezing, right? (laughs) But I walk outside with the dogs, and it was so peaceful, so quiet. I mean, just like you could hear the the snow falling. It was beautiful, and it just filled me up. Um, And then there are other people that are complaining about the traffic and whatever, and it's like you, you get to choose where your attention goes. And so... I choose the one that brings me more joy and that's more fun because I have one life to live. And if yesterday was my last day, I wouldn't want to spend it in that scarcity mindset where it's like fear and panic and worry and and whatnot. And so many people that um, I work with are just so programmed to focus on the worry, they don't even realize that there's another option.
1: Yes. Do you find the same? Yes, I I find that the addiction to suffering is so great, and it's not on the conscious level of the mind. A lot of times, it's on the subconscious level of the mind. It's under the surface, where Mm -hmm. uh, which is where positivity sometimes it can turn to toxic positivity too, because they're trying to change you know, change the focus to positive on the conscious level of the mind, but the subconscious is not in line with it. It's addicted to suffering. And so that's what I see a lot with my clients because my clients, they tell me they've, they've tried affirmations and they've tried to read books and they've tried so many programs and it's just nothing has worked for them. And so it's not like they haven't tried to shift their focus, but what's not happened yet, what they haven't been able to do is shift the actual programming on the subconscious level of the mind, the, the embodiment of it. They're saying an affirmation, but they don't actually feel it. It's not feeling like truth in their body. And therefore it's not manifesting because it's not, Fully shifted on all the levels of the mind. And so the addiction to suffering is real and Mm -hmm. it is so, like, you you know, deeply rooted in our like um, programming that I see that all the time. And yet we do have a choice, and it is a choice you can make to totally shift that programming and going from being addicted to suffering we can go to our whole and natural state of infinite joy for no reason at all. Like joy is just feeling a sense of being free and not chained down to anything. And there's no particular reason. It can be freezing outside and can joyfully stay warm at home or you can joyfully put on your favorite, you know, hat and gloves and a jacket and go enjoy outside and play in the snow. I went to Arizona to Flagstaff in December last month with my family and we went to the snow park and enjoyed the snow and, you know, it was cold, but we were dressed for it. So um, it was the joy that you choose when we shift the programming from suffering to joy and it has to be i always say has to be done on the conscious and the the subconscious level of the mind not just um surface level when it's not it's not shifting the feeling of it now i
0: usually ask this question in the beginning um -hmm. but we just got so into the conversation that i just didn't want to stop it what does joy mean to you i feel like you kind of touched on it but you know Formally, what does joy mean to you? And kind of what what lights you up in a given day? What gets you,
1: you know, going in the morning? Yeah. Um, so I'll I did touch on it a little bit, but I want to bring in a different perspective here that I've been exper- experimenting with myself recently. So, which is the divine fem- masculine and the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. And how those come together in a divine union. And so what does joy look like? I want to say it this way. From a divine masculine perspective, uh, well, actually the divine feminine perspective, joy looks like being free and truly open to receiving, being provided for, and being protected. Mm -hmm. and from the divine masculine perspective it's about being with someone who is in faith and is able to surrender to that providing and protecting that the masculine is naturally always wired to do so so When those come together, that freedom, faith, that receiving, and that just provides the giving, that in that balance, I call it the equal energy exchange with that balance. That's what joy truly looks like when applied from that perspective. And that's what I've been practicing in my life. So. Beautiful. Um, And the great news is the divine feminine is on the
0: rise, right? So we're going to see that go up, the sacred masculine come down, and hopefully at some point they'll meet in the middle.
1: (laughs) Well, what I've been noticing is that as the divine feminine actually steps more into its feminine and is open to receive and be in faith and gratitude... It really actually allows the masculine, the provider and protector roles to truly show up. What's happened is there's been a lot of toxic masculine that's really not served the world because there was a lot of toxic feminine too. So the toxic masculine and the toxic feminine's falling away as the consciousness of the world Right, rises and so the more that as women, but men have feminine too, we, we all mm-hmm. have feminine, feminine energy. So as men and women balance those masculine and feminine energy aspects within themselves more, the divine feminine shows up and then the divine, divine masculine gets to show up too for the providing and protecting and that creates that divine union. So, yes, I'm noticing that more and more with my clients and the work I'm doing, plus myself personally, too, in my marriage. And um, the other question that you asked was, what um, what was it? Was, what gets you excited in the morning? What lights you up in the morning? Something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah. So I love to... I, I don't really like the word routine. I don't have a routine I follow. But I love to wake up and ask myself, what what feels joyful to me today to start my day? And if it's journaling, then I just journal and whatever comes through, I let that come through. I enjoy my meditations. So if that's joyful for me, I'll do that. And sometimes I will just um, get up and go and get ready and, like, what's a dress I want to put on today? And get just, like, the process of getting up and getting dressed and, like, um, getting ready for my day is also just joyful. So that's what I did today. I also did my meditation today. So um, what brings me joy? What's going to bring me joy today is the question I ask and beautiful and then you just follow the energy mm-hmm. yeah and beautiful. it's different every day and so that that feels good to me I it used I used to force myself to have a routine and you know follow a particular morning routine and I just didn't feel aligned with me it was too restrictive for me so I let that go I love it I thrive on my routine, but
0: that is, that is a hundred percent my personality type. And I, I, when it is in flow, it is like, I can't even, I don't even have to think about it. It just happens.
1: Yeah. Um, you know that whatever, again, whatever brings you joy and that's, yeah. if that's having a consistent routine. That's, that's great. I want to
0: make sure before I forget, cause I have done this before <laughs> that folks know to um, follow you on Instagram. It's at Avdi Guru. And it's A-V-A. But when you pronounce it, you drop the second A. So just make sure you put that second A in when you're writing her name in for, for Instagram. Um, one last question. And we touched upon this when we first met. Um, and you you did briefly mention this a little earlier. Um, when we were talking last time, we were talking about toxic positivity. And I I just love that subject from my viewpoint not that i love toxic positivity but i love that i i get accused on occasion of living in a bubble right you're so focused on joy nothing bad must ever happen to you and and you know you're you're naive right like i live in a bubble and that's certainly not the case i mean bad things happen to me probably every day if i actually thought about it right and i just choose where my energy my energy there goes the Boston accent. (laughs) My energy gets applied. And so you and I touched on that. And I thought that's definitely something I want to spend a couple of minutes diving into with you and hear your perspective and also educate um, the viewers and the listeners about what toxic positivity is and how you can set yourself up so that that isn't your reality.
1: Yes. Yes. So Toxic positivity is again ignoring the emotions, the feelings that are coming up, and I, um, I always warn my, uh, you know, anyone I'm talking to about my client, that if you know the right answer, you know I must, foc- I need to focus on the positive and the situation. But if the feeling coming up is one of fear, of anxiety, of any kind of worry, and if you bypass the emotion and force yourself to think a certain way, that leads to toxic positivity. Why is it toxic? Because the feeling, the emotion hasn't been acknowledged fully. It hasn't been given its space to be felt fully so that it can dissipate from your system. And so there are a lot of different methods I have, there are some modalities I've learned and a method I've created to create the shift on the emotional state in that case, but Being aware that ignoring, suppressing, like bypassing emotions that are coming up or labeling them as good or bad, I say there are no good or bad labels for emotions. Emotions are all just energy in motion and they're here to be experienced. We're here to experience all of it. And so bypassing any of that, it, it leads to this toxic positivity. But taking the time to truly feel them, acknowledge them, give them the space they need so that they can serve their purpose and dissipate on their own. And then you step into a whole new emotional field that is connected to the positive focus, the thoughts and beliefs you do want to like, think uh, have in your life. That creates an authentic connection to the new future that you're creating. And that's how we manifest our dreams into reality. So that's my take on that.
0: Beautiful. I love it. Well, I have had such a great time with you today, and I can't believe how fast it's flown by. I do want to make sure we, um, first of all, plug your book one more time, uh, Inner Genius, Outer Guru. And you can get a free copy of Avdi's book by emailing team at Avdi, which is A-V-A-D-H, D-H-I, sorry, <laughs> why did I stop? <laughs> dot, dot guru. Um, so team at Avdi.guru and just let them know, uh, that you'd like a copy of the book and where to send it. And they will be happy to send it out to you. Avdi, any other, um, parting, parting words before we wrap up today's talk?
1: Yeah. Um, On the subject of joy, I just... I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button. Please start again. That's okay. On the subject of joy, I just wanted to say that for viewers and listeners, just know that choosing joy in your life is just a decision away. And making no decision or putting off a particular decision you actually want to make is a decision in itself. You're just deciding to not decide. And that if, you know, and for the most part, usually that making no decision is a decision in itself that isn't. And if that's not serving you, then choose to make a different decision and choose to decide that you get to have all the joy that you truly want and are ready to receive in your life now. Not someday, not next year, not tomorrow, but now. And when you decide in that moment, you get to have it. And all of your actions from that point align with taking you in that direction of creating more and more joy in your life. And so with that, um, there are plenty of resources, I'm sure that Colleen has shared with you that about how to bring joy in your life. So there's that, there are plenty of resources on my website through my book and my YouTube channel and everything that is also aligned with that. So make a decision today, now, and then all your actions will naturally align with bringing more joy into your life.
0: And I'm so glad you said that. Um thank you. I think that's a beautiful way to wrap up because joy is our birthright. Mm-hmm. And I think that people think well th- th- these are the cards I was dealt. Possibly, but those aren't the th- that's not the ending hand, right? There's other there's abundance out there for you. You just have to invite it in and Um, So I think what you said was beautifully stated, and I thank you um, for doing that. I thank you for being on the show today. We will put all of the links in the show notes and make sure that um, folks can easily um, access that info. Avdi, it was an absolute pleasure.
1: Same here. Such a pleasure to be in this conversation with you, sharing more joy with the world. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And that was our episode of Joy Unleashed. Make sure you subscribe
0: to our YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. Thank you for tuning in to Joy Unleashed. As always, it's my honor to be your host and joyologist, Colleen Greco. Follow me at the Colleen Greco on Instagram for daily motivation and inspiration. And don't forget to leave my show a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, sisters.